0: Brian Castle here. I'm the founder of Clarity Flow. Today, I've got a great conversation with John Meese. He is a coach and course creator and author of multiple books. Um, you can find all of his stuff at johnmeese.com. And we really cover a whole uh, wide range of, you know, what it's like to run a business like his. Um, you know, John has a lot of experience in in just the in, you know industry of selling courses and uh, writing newsletters and funnels. You know, from uh, his days working and and really running Platform University with Michael Hyatt for many years, which reached so many, so many people, and then going out on his own to build and and sell his own uh, books and courses. And, you know, it it was a really interesting conversation and also getting into some software stuff along the way. um, We kind of compared and contrasted some of like the, you know, what it's like to run these different types of businesses, um, who his ideal customers are. Um, and who who they are not, um, and how to like build trust with an audience, and how to um, you know what what he talks about offering a uh, a 10x level of value, um, and really uh, kind of like not being afraid to to offer that sort of promise. Uh, I think he called it a 10x promise. You'll you'll hear more in the conversation. Well, without further ado, here is a conversation with John Meese. Enjoy.
1: John Meese, great to connect with you again. Good to connect with you live after exclusively talking on ClarityFlow <laughs> before now.
0: Yeah, I mean, we were just. T- this is actually the first time we're talking in person, okay. not in person, yes. like
1: you know, I across know, the internet. But but yeah, synchronous. I um, okay. synchronous. This is a synchronous conversation, synchronous, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, it, yeah. it's amazing that there have been several people who I have developed like pretty long relationships with only async and like having like deep conversations using video and everything. Um, and in uh, a couple of those situations, like haven't even met them
1: until like about a year in, so um, wow. pretty amazing. Yeah, my uh, I, I used to own a software company, which I've since sold. And my we did have some live calls, but my business partner and I uh, we didn't meet in person for like four years. I think it was. It was like the first time we met in person. It was like, it was, like wow, you're a lot shorter than I remember or than like, I thought. You oh, know, it's like, always that. It's always it's always height. height. That's yeah. the thing that everyone gets wrong. But yeah, so we ran that company together for like four years before we met in person. We still did live calls, but yes, it's, it is a wonderful, yeah. magical internet world we live in.
0: Uh, it's amazing. I mean, my current team and my previous businesses, yeah, same deal. You know, we um, never met in, in person. Uh, there was, you know, what was interesting, my previous business was, we'll get into the whole story and everything okay. in, yeah, in yeah. a minute here, but um, my previous business was audience ops and it was a, we were like a blog content as a service, kind of like a productized service team mm. of like 25 people probably 20 of them were u.s based in different places and then five were in the philippines okay the only people i've met in person were the five in the philippines like we oh interesting i, I traveled to the philippines Plotless. three times my yeah. my wife uh has family in the philippines and so i got to meet them but like all the americans even some who lived like within an hour of where i live just went like six years on that business without meeting in person <laughs> amazing yeah anyway um Okay, so I want to hear all about your uh, your business and okay. and story building up your coaching and and teaching, uh, consulting. I, I don't know if you call it consulting. I guess it's more like coaching and authorship. We're going to get into all of it yeah. at johnmies.com. Um the way that I I like to start these interviews is instead of like just tell me what you do. Like maybe you can describe it from the perspective of one of your clients or a recent client or two. Okay. Um, sure. how do they Find you online, discover you, build trust in you, subscribe yeah. to your stuff, and then you know get into your programs. Like, what what does it look like from their perspective?
1: Yeah. Okay. So let me think about a real life example here. Um, well, <laughs> the examples I'm thinking about are unusual. So let me think of like a like a more usual example. But um, so there's a woman named Jenna who recently became a client where. Um, she heard me on a podcast, surprise, that's something that I do sometimes. I actually used to have my own podcast. I've had two over the last decade, neither of which I publish new episodes on now, but I do still love talking to interesting people and about things that I care about. And so I still make it a habit of getting on other podcasts as a guest. Um, there's times when I've been really strategic about it. This was a conversation time where you reached out to me and that's kind of how it is lately is it's more about Yeah. But um, what I've done, like, book launches, though, like, I've done, book, like, podcast tours, or did, like, 50 interviews, okay. uh, and so that's a whole other thing, but... Um, I want to hear all about that. We'll, we'll get okay. into that. Yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah, so Jenna, um, she heard me on, I think it was on Rory Vaden's podcast, um, and she just heard my interview, and she really liked it, and so she said, she, at the end of Rory Vaden's podcast, I mentioned a free resource, she downloaded it, but she replied to my welcome email, and she was like, I heard you, just heard you on this podcast, I really appreciated it, thanks so much for what you shared, um, and then I have uh, an email newsletter that, since we're all friends here, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. It's all automated, and <laughs> okay. so when someone subscribes, um, it it's a what uh, my friend Brennan Dunn would call this. I think a shadow newsletter. Sure. Um, and so uh, it's I think of it differently, but that's not the, that's not the point here. The point is that they get automatic emails every day for about a week. That's value add of like teaching something. Of core part of my philosophy, what I teach. Um, and in there, it's also mentioning my products. It's not really like a hard pitch though. It's more like introducing someone to my world of the different products that I have, different ways I can help you, different key concepts. And then after that, I have some emails that are more like traditional sales emails and some that just ask a question. And so this is one, like Jenna replied to one where I just asked a question of like, hey, would you be interested in uh, you know working together? Well, no, rather, I think I said, would you be interested in working with me to build a group coaching program with a plug and play client creation machine? And she replied and she was like, yes, tell me more. Um, and I said, tell me a little bit about you. And then I said, I think you're a good fit for my program called Group Coach Bootcamp." Camp. Um, and then she paid $500 to attend that. It's an all-day workshop where I kind of help someone construct a group coaching program from scratch. Uh, well, they have to have some expertise. So it's not truly from scratch. Yeah. The term, you know, has a lot I of I saw the, the headline yeah.
0: on, on one of your programs. Like, like, is it like sell your expertise or, or co- some Yes, yeah, so my newsletter
1: is called Sell Your Smarts, and Sell so your that's like, yeah, 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 and that's becoming my core brand beyond just me as John Meese. I've been running an online education business in some capacity for about a decade, and so I've had different like name, like it's always John Meese of like yeah. Thrive School or Sell Your Smarts, or, like there's always some sort of brand attached to that, even though it's still me at the helm, because um, interests change. There are so um, many little um, yeah, like rabbit holes we can we can dive in here. Yes. Um
0: I guess just you know starting with the email newsletter. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean Brennan's Brennan's stuff is is amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm in a mastermind group with him. For oh, cool. Going back many years now, it's kind of crazy. Um, and um, he uh, or just in that idea of an evergreen news like you say that yeah. it's fully automated, but you still wrote the content. At, oh, at t- some t- point. totally. Like and it, just you, be clear, you created. You just sort of like yes. lined it up in in like so. If a new person signs up today, they're getting all the stuff that you've built into this sequence over over the years,
1: right? Yeah, and there, yeah, I right. I run a new newsletter actually every week, and so the people who've been on my email list the longest are getting like the newest newsletter, but when I was doing it before, like in the traditional newsletter way where you just write an email and you send it, you know, it just really wasn't a great user experience, because if somebody who just subscribes is like hearing about some advanced sales strategy that I'm teaching or some new, mm-hmm. you know, way to design a program, and they're like, what? I mean, it was actually... I know this because I've done this before. I used to, years ago, run a giant business called Platform University for a guy named Michael Hyatt. And so I was the dean of Platform University, had an email list of over 100,000 subscribers. My e- name was in the from of every email. And we had built out an automated newsletter uh, with a little help from Brennan. We didn't bring him in as a consultant in part, during part of that. But mm-hmm. I did most of it and I did all the writing and we had this, still to this day, and since then that business has been sold, it's passed through hands a couple times. If you go subscribe to our newsletter today, you will get an email from me that I wrote many years ago, and then you will get an email every week for a year and a half before the automation runs out. Yeah, um, and I I mean, I love that, that yeah. concept
0: in general. Yeah. Obviously, it's it's good to like optimize yeah. the the subscribers and and the funnel and all that. But like, I I used to do a similar thing with my newsletter. Um, I, I've sort of abandoned all the, all the audience building stuff for and I just got so involved in software now. But sure. the but a few years back I was doing that. And the the one thing that really drove me to use that tactic was like, if I ever came out with a new article, which I spend many hours coming up with the idea and writing it and publishing yeah. it, it got to me that like I would send it out to my newsletter and then like only those people would ever really see it. And then it would sort of get buried yep. in my archives and all that. So then, then I started like picking out like my best of, like the greatest hits
1: from the last several years, my, my best articles and lining them up in this evergreen Uh, sequence that's it's basically exactly what happened because when I you know I helped Michael Hyde sell that business and then I was running my own blog and all that kind of stuff I was like well it's just me so I won't do the whole automated thing I'll just write a newsletter but then I had somebody email me and she later became a client but her name's Rebecca and she emailed me and she was just like okay look I think I like this article you wrote but like what the heck is a flagship product what the heck is a gateway product and what's a membership product and this, like was this terminology that I was just using that like mm-hmm. for me was just it had become so just like a core part of what I teach that I didn't even realize how confusing it was to her and so it was actually helpful for to, I was like thank you I'm gonna yeah. go back and fix that and so um, I want to
0: get into like your, your yeah. line of uh, like the landscape of everything but you bring up a really yeah. good point. One, one thing I always like to think about whenever like writing a new article or, or newsletter or something I would I would I would try to be speaking to like myself from a few years ago. Because there, mm-hmm. there is all this terminology that, like, if yeah. you're in it every day, it might seem like, oh, that's so obvious. Everybody knows that. Or, you know, I'm not, I'm not like, reinventing the wheel here. But, like, totally. every single day there are new people coming into the space, coming online, even just, like, young folks, like, kind of growing up and growing into the industry or whatever it might be, um, who are just discovering any concept it might be, like, for the first time. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting thing.
1: Well, I think what you just said is true in general, Brian, but I think specifically for my audience, because I'm helping people, so what I do is I help smart professionals turn their wisdom into wealth by building a thriving online education business. And so what that means is that they typically have already built some level of professional accomplishment, either as a one-on-one coach or as a therapist or an attorney or a CFO. There's, they've got some other professional background, and so they're not like, you know, fresh out of college trying to decide what to do with their life. They typically have years of experience under their belt. And then they're kind of stepping into this world of like digital marketing and online education products. And it's completely overwhelming to someone who's not used to being a beginner because they've been a professional, they've been an expert now for a while, that that's really challenging. And so that's something I, so I think in general, yes, be really careful about not letting the curse of knowledge confuse your language, but specifically with the people I'm helping, it's like doubly important because these are incredibly smart people who feel dumb when they read blog posts about podcasts or webinars or deadline funnels and all these things that like. Just if you're not, if you haven't been swimming in it for years, it Mm -hmm. just doesn't make sense. And so, yeah, I spent a lot of time trying to make those concepts clear.
0: So like, what is like basically the lineup of everything that you currently offer? I mean, what I see just kind of navigating around johnmeese.com. Obviously your your blog is public for anyone to read. And then you have your Mm -hmm. newsletter that you can sign up for. I see a couple of books that I want to hear about. Um, There's the accelerator, the flagship, like how does it all sort of fit together? And what, so if a new person... Or typically like like you know on average new person who comes to your website maybe enters your newsletter what's typically like the first actual product or thing that they are presented with or, or engaging with
1: yeah well well the, th- the first product product is probably i don't know if that's the right word but the first thing that people usually go through no matter what way they come in is i send people now through um a crash course and this is a free is it's sort of like the pre-newsletter content so and if you, you want to check this out you could just go to sell your smarts it is an opt-in, but it's like, it's a free crash course that where I introduce people to the products. What I do, I practice what I preach because it's a little, I'm i I'm my sister who's uh much younger than me. She's 17. She introduces, when well, her friends were like, what does your brother do for a living? He was like, well, I guess he's, he's a meta creator. Like as a creator who like teaches people how to be creators. And I was like, okay, I, I guess that's true. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I do have to practice what I preach because I do a lot of teaching business models of which products you should have. And so I'm happy to explain the products I have, but also I think it's helpful maybe to put them in that category of the first thing that I'm typically introducing people to is a gateway product. A gateway product, the way I think about it is uh, typically it's it's a painless purchase that solves a real problem for your customer, or for your target customer. And so it's meant to be, you know, not a huge amount of money. It's not designed to create cash. It's designed to create customers. And so the first example of that are my books. And those are the first things that I promote. So I've got Two books that I've written. One is called Survive and Thrive, How to Build a Profitable Business in Any Economy. I love this. Including he came Christmas prepared oil. for the podcast. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, exactly. And the I other mean, is called... This, all... is,
0: this is what the pros yeah. do when you see them on, on the book tours, you know? They, they've got it like <laughs> on the bookshelf behind them and like...
1: Yeah, I have that. This, this is actually the only two copies. Because we just moved back from Puerto Rico, These the only two copies of my two books that I have anywhere. So yeah. I just keep them on my desk now so I can pull them up. But then, so my other book is called Always Be Teaching. And this is actually... The only physical copy in existence because I haven't finished the production of the paperback, but the ebook's been really popular. Um, right. And that's fifty fifty illustrated insights on how to grow your business by creating content online. And that's and I been noticed. A, yeah, I mean, I, I noticed that you're
0: offering these like obviously through your website and through your newsletter, but also on Amazon. Are are these yeah. like books that people sort of discover independently of you and
1: your newsletter, and yeah, and then definitely. and then come into your newsletter that way, or is it more the other way around, like? Well, okay, so I want it to be a lot more people are finding the books and then finding me. Mm-hmm. Most of it right now is still people who find me then find my books. Mm-hmm. but the reason why I still use Amazon is it, I mean because the revenue share on Amazon is not great and like there's a lot of things you can't control but they still have a, they still are the name of the game when it comes to discoverability for books mm-hmm. um, and so that's why I do still primarily do a lot of my distribution and sales through Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do get some people who come in. In fact, one of my favorite reviews on my first book, Survive and Thrive, is actually by another guy named John Meese, who said he just Googled his name one day and was like, oh, what wow. is this? I wrote a book, and he read it, and was like, this is actually a pretty good book. So, that's um, great. So obviously, there's at least one example of someone who found me on, from a Google search on the, and then bought my book. But no, there's plenty of other people, and I do run some Amazon ads. That's not a major part of my business, but mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's actually a good example, though, of how I think about gateway products is every dollar of revenue that I generate from a gateway product, like a book or a course or even my bootcamp, which I'll talk about, goes directly back into customer acquisition. So the way I approach it is, that was the way I teach as well, is to use a gateway product to build your customer list. And so um, that's one of the ways to avoid, you know, the, the goal is that you create a flywheel where it's you're funding your own growth. And it's one of the ways to avoid the just the trap of paid advertising is typically that I know one study that I cited in my books is that they analyzed the billions of dollars of Facebook and Instagram ad revenue and found out that the average ad campaign on either Facebook or Instagram, after six months of optimizing, had a negative 50% ROI. Mm-hmm. In other words, people were spending $2 to make $1, which I call a bad deal. So I try to, I don't start out the gate with advertising, but that's a, what I use a gateway product for is to fund a customer acquisition. Got it. So, so just to yeah. clarify
0: for folks, here, you're, yeah. you're selling a, a, a book or a course. Mm-hmm. And using that revenue to to put directly into ads that then send more people to that book.
1: or, or Yeah, well, it, it might be ads in this case. It is with the book, but it, the goal is customer acquisition, and so uh-huh. sometimes that means paying to like to sponsor a newsletter, um, okay. or you know, there's other things you could do. and So I do want to like just clarify that. But yes, the short answer okay. to your question is yes. Um, so obviously that begs the question: Well, how do you pay for groceries? How do you pay the bills? Because you still got to do that too, sure. and that's why the, the other the, the other two products come in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think it's great for, a, you know, for someone who's teaching online to have multiple gateway products. So I have two books. I'm working on a third. Um, I have uh, sold different courses from time to time. I'm working on a new one right now that I'll be releasing soon. But again, this is going to be a course that's like, it's like $100 and it'll be a Sell Your smarts Masterclass and it's, you know, essentially it's a massive value add for what is objectively a, a small amount of money when you consider the value you receive. And the goal is to earn someone's trust to become a customer and then also to create some uh, ad spend essentially
0: yeah and so so then these other yeah. products that are intended to be like more like I guess profitable and uh, like how do you con- what what do you consider if anything like your flagship product mm-hmm. versus like a line of different products that people
1: can yeah so I only have I have one flagship product and that is my six figure flagship accelerator and so um, now it, again it's kind of a meta flagship because it's a flagship about how to launch a flagship and earn six figures per year mm-hmm. from that. Um, but a flagship product could be a lot of things. I mean, my favorite type of flagship product, which is one of the, re- one of the reasons why you and I get along so well, is a group coaching program. Mm-hmm. And so most of my clients, I'm teaching them how to take their expertise and turn that into some sort of group coaching program that they can turn around and then sell. And so um, in, my, in my flagship program, I take 10 clients per quarter, and they pay $10,000 each to come through a group coaching program that I teach, where I teach them advanced sales strategies to both attract the target customer, nurture that relationship, and then sell them into their own flagship program. And so, while my program itself as, as a, is a premium program and it's very limited, you know, it can only take on 10 clients at a time, at the same time, you know, go back to that name real quick, Six Figure Flagship Accelerator, the goal is designed to actually help them earn $100,000 a year or at least $10,000 a month is usually what we end up focusing on, um, as that, like the result and the outcome of that. And so even then, I'm trying to 10x value, that if somebody's paying me $10,000, I'm trying to help them earn $100,000. Yep. So that's my flagship product and that's really how I fund my lifestyle. And then the other things I do, like membership products is is what I would do to fund like core operations and typically other businesses that I've worked in as a consultant before. That's also what we would set up is, um, and this whole model of a gateway, a membership and a flagship, those are the three core products that I recommend and it's what I practice as well.
0: Got it. So the, yeah. the gateway is sort of like the like the, the low cost, kind of fund yeah. your uh, all, all marketing spend. And then you have a membership product, which is sort of like a like an ongoing, recurring revenue pay for yes. the operations, and then the flagship exactly. product, which is intended to be like kind of like the the profitable
1: the profit center of the business. Yeah, and so generally, I mean, this is maybe oversimplification. If there's uh, any, and then do, well, do
0: you do yeah. any sort of like one on one or or like like upper level
1: beyond that, or or I, it ends there? Generally, no. Mm-hmm. So I um, I don't take on any one on one clients um, anymore. Uh, you know, and that's one of the core principles that I teach at the beginning is, like, to be successful in turning your wisdom into wealth and building an online education business, you have to stop selling your time. And that's mm-hmm. one of the first core principles that I teach. And so to do that, it's like, okay, I'm actually rolling out a new one-on-one offer right now, but it's using ClarityFlow, and it's an on-demand coaching product that's actually a subscription. It's actually a membership product, but it's essentially, like, people just paying a monthly fee. And I know, I know of a, a couple other uh, friends of mine who've done that on ClarityFlow and have had success with that, and so, like, that's why I'm doing it. And so, yes, yeah, so, I mean, actually, after not having one-on-one clients for a long time, I'm reopening that, but it's totally different because now it's asynchronous. Now it's, they're paying a monthly fee to be able to like send questions and get feedback and coaching for me, and I can respond on my own schedule. Um, so I've done, last time I you one-on-one- respond with like template sorry, yeah. stuff that, yes, uh, that you into your library, right? It, well, it kind of goes that, back
0: to that idea of like the evergreen newsletter, but now in yes. a video coaching form, if you will.
1: Well, that, and that's exactly how I'm building it out is I'm using the Clearflow library to kind of map out like um, essentially, I'm going to sell on-demand coaching as just a coaching product, but I'm planning to already create resources and drip them out week by week of like new trainings and templates and tools for my coaching clients. And so I'm treating it like a membership. But clients are experiencing it like a one-on-one product. And so it's not like a community. This is itself, that itself, itself is not a community product. I have uh, a seven-figure school mastermind, which is which is a high-ticket mastermind on the back end of my accelerator program, which is recurring revenue as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now all of a sudden, I've got essentially two memberships but one is very clearly the goal which is like you want to get to the seven figure school mastermind but that's also expensive and exclusive and then the on-demand coaching is available to anybody as an alternative that's much more affordable um and so yeah
0: uh, super impressive just kind of putting putting all these pieces together i mean i know it you. sounds like a lot for to someone who, who's like listening in and maybe not familiar with all your stuff um sure. but you know uh, it, it's it's really impressive um thank you i appreciate that let's see one thing I want to unpack before I get I want want to go into your backstory and and how you got here but before I get into all that I I just kind of unpacking some of the product stuff on the flagship program like you you know you talked about how it's specifically aimed at you know a six-figure income or 10,000 a month Mm -hmm. you know I think a lot of people looking at that would question like you know it is, is this going to live up to its promise, right? Like, sure. it, am I am I really going to get that's that fair. that ROI, right? How do you actually handle that personally, yeah. and and how how do you deliver on the promise? How do you, ha- I mean, it, is, yeah. is, like, what's the success rate, and how do you deal with when it when it's yeah. not? And um, yeah, how do you kind of approach that?
1: Well, so the first thing I'll say is like philosophically, what that is is that's that's what I would call my ten X promise. So my flagship program is a ten X promise, which is to help you, you know, to to help you. um Earn at least ten thousand dollars per month um, from your own flagship product. Pro- sorry, from your own flagship product using an advanced uh, attract, nurture, and sell system. Um, so that's like that's my ten x promise. So the first thing is, I'll just tell you, like that. That's what I would call that as my ten x promise. That's one of the first things that I work on with each of my clients. Is when you're launching a program, it's tempting to pick a safe promise of like mm-hmm. I'm going to teach you how to do stuff. You know, and like yep. no one says that. No one sales page says I'm going to teach you how to do stuff, but they basically do if you just swap out some of the words and one of the things that i find most successful when i have someone who's who's launching a flagship program where they're charging typically between two to ten thousand dollars per client for a program that's between five to ten people in it the first time they do it um is that it's tempting to pick a really safe promise but actually one of the best things you can do for yourself and your client is to make a 10x promise that requires some sort of identity shift this is something life-changing if you were a fitness coach it would be like having a program to get you know Uh, to get a a rock hard six pack abs it's like that is a bold promise but what it does is it raises the stakes for everyone Mm -hmm. it means that you're only going to attract people who are really really committed to action not just financial investment but actually taking action what you advise and it also helps determine the rest of your program because if you have a promise then you have to sort of reverse engineer how do you the exact question you just asked Brian which is how do you deliver on that Um, so that's first of all just like where that is in my business and what I teach as far as the 10x promise, versus a gateway product has what I would call a 10% promise, where it's something that causes an incremental change or improvement in your life, like lose five pounds in five days. It's not gonna change your life, but it's an interesting way for someone to get started on taking action and to learn from you. So I noticed that you, pl-
0: had, yeah. you had You uh, had an application process for that as well. Like, does that play into like, are you actually set up for success for, for this kind of? Oh yeah, that's program. definitely,
1: yeah. You no, know, I'm very selective in who I take into my flagship program but I say that, but honestly, the primary things I'm looking for are that someone has expertise in their field. Like if, like if mm-hmm. someone – I don't work anymore. I did before, and I learned from that with what I would call passion pivoters, which is like someone who like, – like I'm not saying there's anything wrong with completely pivoting your career path. But I found that it was really, really difficult for me to help someone build an online education business around a field that they didn't have a lot of expertise in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so somebody who has been, um, you know, a software developer for their for 20 years and wants to build a business around like church ministry and prayer, it's like I'm not again. I've got no moral or theological issue with with that shift, but my playbook really works for people who have the best of case scenario is at least a decade, but you know, definitely five plus years of experience in their industry. That then yeah. we can, and I'm primarily teaching them. A very simple, you know, a simplified digital marketing system that takes, you know, this offline expertise and helps you sell that online. Yeah. Like
0: you've been an accountant for 20 years and now you want to really go deeper and maybe help other accountants and and really. uh, Sure.
1: That'd be a great example. Yes. Yes. I do also, I will say, like a lot of the people in my current cohort and my program are actually like people who have like email lists and courses and that kind of stuff. And so that's, and that they're actually getting incredible results. Mm-hmm. Um which is awesome. But like that the program's really built around like professionals who are like kind of sort of coming online, mm-hmm. not you know, for the first time for the most part. But coming back to your question about like how do I make sure that happens, the first thing is I actually have a guarantee in my program now. This is relatively new. I mean it taught this program for about a year and a half before I introduced this, but now it has a ten K or more guarantee, which is that you will if you if you show up and do the work, right? Like, it's not magic, but if you show up and do the work you will earn at least $10,000 from your flagship product during the program itself, which is a 10-week accelerator. Mm. Or I'll keep coaching you until you do. Now, the first question people ask is like, why is it not a money back guarantee? And I do money back guarantees in my other programs, but I toyed with that, but what I found is that for someone to have a total transformation results with the flagship program, they have to be all in. Yep. And if there's a money back guarantee, it allows someone to keep one foot out the door and then they just they don't do some of the hard work, honestly. Yeah. Um,
0: I also like that because like yeah.
1: logistically,
0: someone could be completely motivated and and really could mean to take action but life does come up like unexpected things come up and um you know so maybe like they can't get it done in the in the first 10 weeks but give them another 10 weeks and they can make it happen exactly yeah Yeah, exactly
1: yeah so that's how i approach it and then um yeah i'm happy to answer any follow-up questions on that but that's yeah i mean i i love it um
0: hey just a quick break to tell you about clarity flow It's the software tool loved by coaches and their clients for communicating asynchronously in threaded conversations using video, audio, or text. My team and I designed ClarityFlow for the modern day coach. It lets you give clients a single place to engage with you and all that you offer through your coaching business. Run coaching groups, cohorts, and communities using our spaces feature. Create interactive courses using our programs feature. Build your coaching library with templates and reusable content. And sell access to your coaching programs with subscriptions or one time payments. Customize colors and connect to your domain to give clients a fully branded experience. You can use ClarityFlow on the web or our mobile apps for iPhone, iPad, or Android. And connect any other apps using our Zapier integration. Start with a free trial. Or request a personalized demo and consultation by going to clarityflow.com. I want to get also get into maybe we'll, I want to get into your story next. Okay, but sure. Maybe we can like loop back to what your day to day looks like running all these different programs and like how you yeah. manage your time and energy and schedule and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, how did I mean? You mentioned the software product background. Uh, you mentioned working with Michael Hyatt. Like, mm-hmm. let's let's like kind of go back. What what do you think are um, the main steps or milestones in your career before you landed on what you're doing today?
1: Yeah. So I <laughs> well, I mean, the first steps in my career were I worked for Chick Fil A for a long time, and I was a training director for Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. And so like the next level up is operator and become full time Chick Fil A and kind of commit to like you just sign like a it's not even I'm not compete. It's like the only way I will ever earn money is by running my own Chick Fil A franchise, and I knew that wasn't going to work for me. Like I just like I was like I love the company, I love working there, but I did always have this like theme of like training in what I was doing. Um, hmm. During this time, I was going to college. Like, I got degree in economics. I worked for an economics research lab. Got my name published in a couple of cool papers. Uh, was on my on the PhD track, and then because again, I've always loved teaching, but I got really fed up with academia. And then I, I left that, did a couple other jobs while I was figuring things out. And this whole time I was blogging. And I was just sort of blogging about what I was learning. I mean, I was like a, you know, new to this whole world. Um, I read the book Platform by Michael Hyatt, which came out in, I believe it was 2012. Um, and I and that was the number one bestseller. And it was kind of like, in many ways, it was like one of the first books, if not the first book about this whole world that we all live in right now of like blogs and social media. Like there's a whole chapter on how to create a Facebook page. Um, and uh, so... That book I read like on a flight from Nashville to Anchorage, Alaska, and I read the whole book cover to cover and was like, when I landed, I was like, I'm a different person. This is what I'm doing, and so I took my anonymous blog because up until then I'd have clever names, like I had a blog called The Open Minded Economist, and then I had one called Orthodoxy and Liberty, which is the intersection of uh, theology and political thought, because <laughs> you know, like, if because if one wasn't controversial enough. <laughs> right. um, <laughs> or complicated enough yeah. for like a young twenty-something to be like, "Don't worry, I will explain both politics and theology." Yep. Um, but regardless, then I was like, I came out with John and R. dot later, John I mean, then John Mies.com. So like, the, you know, there's that whole domain journey as well. Huh. Um, but that so there's a lot going on there. I launched an online course when my wife and I were you know we're at this point a little over a year into marriage. Um, she's pregnant with our first son. We're broke. <laughs> we're both working, and she wants to take time off, and the baby's coming. And I'm like, that's a great idea. How am going to pay for this? And I'd read about all this stuff. And so I created an online course. I built an email list of 247 email subscribers. And I did a full-on launch sequence as if I had this massive audience. I did exactly what the people who had 10,000 subscribers were doing, but to my 247 subscribers. Mm-hmm. And I made $10,000 in 10 days. And that was my first course launch. And then I What knew... year was this? It was like. It was 2015. 2014, 2015. Okay. Um, I think, yeah, it was like right at the cusp of this. Well, actually, I should know that. So my son was born in September 2015. It was before that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my, my oldest son. So when I, and I'd done some coaching before that, but that's the first time I had launched like a digital product. And then I turned around and repeated that launch and did $10,000 again and $10,000 again. I, and I, and this is while I was making like $25,000 a year at my day job. So that was big money. Yeah. Um, so we had more kids, we have four boys now. <laughs> so fast forward a little bit. Um, but I, I continued to grow my business and I was doing affiliate marketing and courses and coaching and then Michael Hyatt reached out to me, um, if anybody doesn't know him. So he wrote that book I mentioned earlier, but also had a you know massive, one of the most read blogs on the internet at the time, um, you know massive business. And he had this membership site called Platform University, which is where I was learning a lot of these things about like how to do stuff online. And he invited me out to lunch and said, hey, you want we, we're really looking for somebody to take over and run Platform University so I can go do other things. Um, and you're how did, he, how, how, did you know him before that? Like, how did you guys I met? did. Yeah. So we went to church together. So okay. um, cool. he didn't admit this until, thankfully, he didn't admit this publicly until like my final like farewell like, live stream, which was like, you know, four years later after we sold the company. Then he mentioned on live stream, thankfully, this was the first time that he's known me since I was in diapers. Thankfully, he never said that before then, <laughs> but but he did say that on a live stream in front of thousands of people. Um, but I took over Platform University. and I went from a guy who had this little blog who was making some decent money with like courses and that kind of stuff to John Meese, the dean of Platform University, with a stylist and a video crew. <laughs> now runs a membership site that does you know um, does millions of dollars a year in revenue with a six figure ad budget, a full time team, and an email list of one hundred thousand subscribers. Good luck. Yep. So that was—I mean, I didn't own it, but I did. I mean, I met with my supervisor, who is Michael's daughter, Megan. She's the CEO of that company now, Full Focus. I met with her twice a year, and, oh, I, I, run this, and I ran this multi-million-dollar yeah. membership with my own team and that Amazing. kind of stuff. And so it was—I mean, that was definitely like a that's a huge pivotal moment in my career. There's no way to skip that because I, guess
0: I maybe just pause line. on this on this chapter yeah. of your career, right? I think it's interesting because um, you clearly had an inside look at what. Really, one of like the most well-known, uh, you know, course uh, membership platform yes. coaching programs out there, right? Um, what does I mean? Obviously, the the scale is different; that the numbers are different, much higher yeah. budgets, much higher audience size, and all that. But yeah. what's actually? What are the main differences between what's happening in that sort of, you know, course coaching membership operation versus something like? your business today or your client's businesses today? Like what, really what's the difference aside from the scale of the yeah. numbers?
1: Well, I'm, I mean, I'm so glad you asked that. So that you're now you're getting into like my like true nerd status which is I'm like a research geek. And so I love to teach but I love to also like research and understand patterns. And I was asking the same question because my job was to teach thousands of people how to build online education businesses. And I was working at one of the top online education businesses on the payroll on in the planet. Mm-hmm. And so Of course I was paying attention. And actually, even after I left, then I went and I was just exclusively a fractional CMO for online education companies behind the scenes, most of whom were doing millions of dollars a year in revenue. So I got like all this behind the scenes stuff. Hmm. And what I found was that the difference wasn't, I mean, it was scale, of course, but scale can actually hide a lot of inefficiencies Mm -hmm. because when you're emailing millions of subscribers or hundreds of thousands of subscribers and you do a bad launch, you still make money. Right. And you're like, it worked. Um, and so especially when I, when we sold Platform University to Pete Vargas and then Greg Cardone, Cardone literally later bought into that business. Um, when we did that, then I was behind the scenes in these other businesses and I kept looking for these patterns. And I found that the, the biggest problem most of them had was either, well, it was it was product confusion. That over time they would create more products because you do, you one product sells, you create another one, more product sells. And I remember the meeting where Michael Hyatt <laughs> had a leadership team meeting and he pulled up the slide deck and he's like, all right. Someone asked me our customer journey, here's what I got. We have 37 products, here's the best I can explain our customer journey, and it was a mess. And so we actually killed and combined most of those products into other things, Mm -hmm. and revenue grew. Mm -hmm. So then I would go into other products, or other companies, and find out they were doing really well from a couple core products, but that's actually where the model that I teach now comes out of, of having gateway, membership, and flagship, is because I would go into a company that was making amazing money off of some flagship program, that's a premium program with a 10x promise, And they were making uh, really good money off of Gateway products, like books and courses, and they didn't have a membership product. And so I'd come in and help them add a membership product, and they'd add six figures in recurring revenue immediately. Mm. Or I'd come into a company that was all built on Gateway and membership, and I'd say, well, you don't have this flagship piece, and we'd add that. And again, they would add multiple six figures in revenue immediately. And so now when I'm teaching even someone who's just getting started online, it's just like you have to keep these three products in mind. You don't need all three products at once. I mean, so like your question right, was about like, these, like build
0: up to it but still it, yeah you're like like really like stay focused on these specific products that each yes. serve a specific purpose not exactly. only for you for you as the business owner i think but also for the customer right like oh i just want to like kind of dabble and see what this idea or this person is all about i'll, I'll get the book you know yeah i, I really want to connect with more people who are really on this journey let's do the membership exactly like, i'm ready to really commit like let's do the the flagship right like make
1: yeah make and and stuff. all the all the seven figure schools, like the big online education companies that I worked with behind the scenes, the biggest problems they had was product portfolio it was like, it was like too many products or the wrong products or the customers didn't understand the products. Um, kind of that, was, that like classic yeah. Apple thing with Steve Jobs when he came oh, yeah. when it came back to
0: Apple, you know, like the the quadrant of like the four, like two personal, two professional
1: products and that's it. Let's kill off everything else. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And it's the same idea. Yeah. Or similar at least. Um, yeah. Uh, But yeah, I mean, but I mean, like, that's also where I fell in love with flagship products, because I will say this, we we just kind of just touched on the idea of like, yeah, you don't have to have all three products at first, I actually recommend you build a flagship product first. Hmm. Like, you don't have to have all three at once. But that's something that I think is, I don't know if it's controversial, but it's at least counterintuitive, because most people assume you start with the gateway product. But I, when I was running Cloud from University, we were teaching people how to launch these products, I had just our failure rate was astronomical in terms of people who would sell $50 fifty dollar courses or seven dollar ebooks and they would slave away at this and sell a thousand of them and walk away they sold a thousand seven dollar ebooks and after a year and a half they made seven thousand dollars and they give up. And so I, I mean I refer to that tragedy as the death of a thousand ebooks. And so now I really focus on helping people sell the flagship product first because it's 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 the simplest, most effective way to reach to really fund your lifestyle. But that's something that came out of honestly working at these companies where I mean I'll, I I'll do all the math for you, but I'll tell you this: Michael Hyatt's coaching program, which he doesn't—he's—he's—it's essentially shut it down now. They're really—they're really focusing on the planner, where um, mm-hmm. he's phasing that out. Um, I think he does some some private stuff, but like his when it, at its peak, we had a full time team attached to it. Business Accelerator, his flagship program, um, cost uh, fifteen thousand dollars a year. It was twenty five thousand if you also met with a one on one coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he had ten cohorts going at a time, and each cohort had fifty people in it. So fifty times ten times twenty five thousand dollars equals a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was just like massive. And, and he, he just... had coaches
0: working in those, or, or was like he personally involved and
1: in... well, he had a coaching team, but for the first probably five or six of those cohorts, it was him and they would meet in person once a quarter for like an intensive. Mm-hmm. Um and then in between they would do like once a month kind of like a QA type call. But most of it was just once a quarter, like, hey, it's intensive week, everybody's here. Um He then started certifying coaches. And so that's how he scaled kind of probably, I guess, probably beyond five. I think that's when he started introducing certified coaches. um, Yeah. So like coaches become certified
0: and and become, and and it's almost like
1: obviously learning the
0: material and and becoming a good good coach, but also like kind of transferring the credibility and trust. Like, you know, if people get to know Michael, they need to trust that, that these coaches that work in the organization are all have the same. Uh, Certification and background. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, so you know, that's that's like crazy pants because there's also a huge team behind that, and so that's like I would say that's at a level that that most creators don't want because you're really building a corporation. I mean, we had, you know, we had between 50 and 100 full-time employees during that whole season of. I mean, there's multiple products. The business accelerator was just one part of the business. Um, The full focus planner actually became much more of a big deal. I mean, Um, I like
0: that the like what you talk about is like the the similarity is in the product line. Right. Like the, you know, the, the three products that, that we were talking yeah. about. Right. So like the way that the, the products work and the and the marketing, uh, you know, the funnels work and content and newsletters, that's all basically the same between yeah. the, the massive content businesses out there and, you know, the independence. Um, and then just the difference is probably in not only in scale, but maybe operations. Right. Like either you're totally solo. And then I think there's a middle ground where it's like you're solo and you have a couple of assistants and administrators yeah. helping you out. And then you become like a coaching company with other coaches who get certified and if if you want to go that route.
1: Yeah, I think – I agree with that. I think one of the differences – I sort of t- touched on this, but I just want to make sure I emphasize it. I think one of the other differences, and this is where people get confused, is just the amount of time they've had to build the machine that they have, like the system of a mm-hmm. giant, successful an education company, you know, the Dave Ramsey's. and Dave Ramsey just crossed 1,000 em- full-time employees, by the way, and mm-hmm. so he's also based new here. So, you know, and uh, so the Dave Ramsey's and the Michael Hyatt's and the Pat Flynn's, and all this is the amount of time they've had. And so a lot of people look at them and they go, okay, I want to be like them. And so I'm going to get on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, launch a coaching program, a course, a book, maybe I'll come out with a planner. And they just, they just, they come out of the gate trying to do what a corporation does. Right. And it's just, I think, like Gary Vee also has about a thousand full time employees. And it's like people will look at him and they're like, I want to be like Gary V," And like, well, okay you need to find your own version of that because unless you have a thousand employees, you can't,
0: I was just going to say, you know, the solo version of this is still an incredible business. Oh yeah. Incredible. Like so much better than, than just being a, either a freelancer or employed at a job, obviously. Right. Like, so yeah. Um, and and like, I like to think about that in the software world too, where it's like, you know, I'm not trying to be the next like Facebook here, but you know, a small niche product that, that a lot of people really get a lot of value from. Like that's a, fantastic business to be in
1: yeah you know? what brian i think one thing i just because you mentioned software that reminded me i don't know that we need to go into too deep too deep well, I, I am curious about like okay. where where did you enter software tell me about that so 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 my current company is is actually my well it's my first but it's also my third I, you know like anyways it's the company that I've had the longest my my like coaching and training company but I've actually started and sold two other companies one was a co-working space company so that was when I got this hair idea that I wanted to go totally into the offline world and open a brick and mortar business on January 15th 2020 58 days before lockdown wow. so <laughs> so that's a whole other uh, story probably best shared over a hard beverage but we did we did actually still grow that company after a lot of challenge and then sell that so I started and sold a, co- a co-working space company um, but then software, that really came out of um, the course that I was creating was helping people with um, a really complicated WordPress theme. That that was really what my first course was about. was about how to use this really complicated WordPress theme that doesn't even exist anymore. It's actually It was actually created by Michael Hyatt. It was called The Get Notice Theme. Mm-hmm. And I created this course on how to use his theme because it was people were so confused and I don't know, I just spent a lot of time in the dashboard so I understood how it worked um, and it wasn't very intuitive. But I created this whole massive course on how to use it and then people start asking more questions because they want to be like Michael Hyatt. And I was teaching them how to like just design their website basically, but I'm not a developer. And there was this other guy, Thomas, who was creating custom child themes or custom skins, you know, mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with the terminology. Sure. Um, to I know you probably are, Brian, but I'm just thinking yeah, about yeah, whoever's yeah. listening. Yeah. Um, but he was creating these custom child themes for the Get notice theme. So basically like a, a, make it look like Michael Hyatt's website, but like your flavor. Mm-hmm. Um And he was doing these for, and he kept, he just mentioned to me when we were talking one time, he's like, man, like there's, this is so complicated. It would probably just be easier if I just created a new theme. And I was like, well, let's just do that. And so we partnered as business partners, you know, him being the developer, me being the marketing guy. And we created a company called, originally it was called Notable Themes, later just Notable. um, And we created really, you know, personalized professional WordPress themes for people who are building online education companies, personal brand businesses. um, That did pretty well. You know, What, What year was that? Um, it's a good question. We probably first created that. We first started that maybe 2016. Yeah. Okay. It was somewhere in there. Cause then, so when I went to work, when I took the platform university gig, I had to actually exit notable. That was part of the condition. Cause they were like, Hey, we oh, okay. sell the get Notice theme still. You can't also have a WordPress theme company. Mm. I was like, all right, fair. So I exited notable. And then like six months later, Michael was like, Hey, by the way, we're sunsetting the get Notice theme. We're not going to sell anymore. I was like, gosh, start it. Um, but that's fine uh because then as soon as we sold platform university i went back to my business partner and was like hey how's it going he's like well revenue has been the same since you left so we have mrr but nothing crazy why don't you come back on so i came on back on helped them grow the business a little bit and then ultimately we decided to sell it and so um really last year 2022 is when i sold both the software company and the co-working space company because i wanted to go all in on online education and just focus interesting. on that
0: yeah, yeah super interesting i, I think uh I think our paths have taken like almost like op- opposite tracks over the years. Yeah. You know, um, I was in I was big into WordPress uh, for several years. There, I had, I had my first digital product business, like not including like freelance work, was WordPress themes. Um, this was 2009, I want to say. Yeah. Um, okay. Do
1: you know? Do you remember what you were charging for a theme?
0: Like fifty nine dollars.
1: I think. Yeah, and that, so that's that's pretty typical. I, so is, I just, yeah. I
0: mean, the feeling of like – yeah. I was selling like web design services for like thousands of dollars to clients. But the first time I sold a thing for $59 on the internet, I was like ecstatic. I was like, I can't believe a stranger just PayPal'd me $59. It Incredible, is pretty cool. You know? yeah. Um, yeah. And then I did a Restaurant Engine, which was like a hosted restaurant thing on, on WordPress.
1: Oh, you know um, what? I actually remember Restaurant Engine, so I'm pretty sure I read your blog or something. Yeah. at some point. So even though we just reconnected actually day, yeah. when you said restaurant engine, I'm like wait a minute I've read about this. Yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Um,
0: um and and, it, and you know WordPress itself has, has been on like this rocket ship forever now but like yeah. it it it's gone through these different phases where especially I think in like 08 09 010 like the themes companies were just getting like really big and then yeah. um and I was sort of on the tail end of that and then um and then like li- like later And now, like things just kind of got like astronomical, but but competition as
1: well. Well, and one of the things I think we did really well is plenty of things we didn't do well, but one of the things I think we did really well with Notable was we we ended up sunset. We had like a bunch of themes at first, and we fully focused on one called Notable Press, which we really it was just a super powered premium WordPress theme on top of WordPress. But we wouldn't even mention WordPress except for in the FAQs. You know, we would just sell this thousand dollar a That's year website builder yeah. yeah
0: i remember we're going on on a total sidetrack here, yeah. of course but the that was the thing with restaurant engine you know because at the time i was selling wordpress themes which was like for wordpress users who just want a yes. theme for their wordpress they know all about hosting and what a theme is but i was like there are all these restaurant owners and in other industries that have n- no idea and don't care that it's wordpress so let's just Give them a exactly. website and and hook up the hosting and everything and we don't and we can customize Th- okay, like that. okay that's it. essentially what we did with notable press so that's awesome nice yeah. nice okay so like getting back to i guess closer to today so yeah so i'm i am curious about the move i guess last year in 2022 you said you you exited the the, the wordpress themes and like the software side to go all in on what you're doing today with the, yeah. with the courses and and membership and, and newsletter tell like Tell me about the, that decision to go in that direction in your career as an entrepreneur. Was it, um, like, what is more attractive to you about this path today than, than continuing to pursue something like software or something else?
1: Yeah. Well, I found out something really surprising when I was running three companies at once, which is it's three times as much work. <laughs> and <laughs> perhaps I should have seen that coming. Um, but I came pretty dangerously close to burnout when I was running it. And all the companies were profitable at this point. of like a software company, coaching company. And uh, and I was doing a lot of coaching. It was more like I guess courses and a little bit of consulting. But um, no I was doing, I shouldn't say that I was. I mean, I was doing a few high ticket consulting clients mm-hmm. and then some courses and that kind of stuff. So and then the co- between the co working space, the software company, and the coaching company, you know, it was just too much. And so I had to look at that and be like, this just. I mean, I can't. I can't do this. I can't. And I tried to actually bring them all under one parent company. Like, I actually went down that path first. Of like, okay, maybe these are actually all. Maybe they fit the same universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't. Uh, I discovered I, as I, uh, especially because in I had different business partners and different. The only one that didn't have any business partners is my core coaching company. The other one I had business partners in each position, and that kind of just complicated things. Um, so I then started. I had to do some soul searching about like you know essentially what do I want to do when I grow up. At this point, mm-hmm. um. So my book, survive and thrive came out of that phase where the that's actually probably I guess I can't say the last cuz I don't know what the future holds but right now it it the the book itself is an entrepreneurship 101 book that's not specific to online education which doesn't really make sense in my current business model I mean one of the you know people have sent me messages about how life-changing it was who run like pest control companies or uh, you know other completely other things it's also everything i wrote in there applies to online education businesses but at the time i was running a co-working space company and we got a grant to become an entrepreneur center for tennessee and like there was all kinds of other stuff of helping small business owners in there and then 2020 hit so that book was part of me exploring what i want to do with what when i grow up but also trying to capture what i would learned building three companies mm-hmm. bootstrapping three companies from scratch so I interviewed – that's also one of my podcasts came out during that time because I interviewed some of the best and brightest minds in business, people like Michael Hyatt, Ray Edwards, Pat Flynn, Rabbi Daniel Lappin, Mike McCallowitz, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And I was just looking for the common models of like in response to all this global change, like how do you thrive as an entrepreneur? And, that, and that's really what became that book, but it was also a bit of me exploring like what – really asking them for the sake of the book but also for me of like, yeah, but how do I actually – do this. How do I pick who my target customer is? How do I pick a lane? Because um, I knew entrepreneurship at this point. I was spoiled that I wasn't going back to like a job, mm-hmm. but uh, I had a lot of hangups, honestly, around being a guy. I'm sure you've heard it. Like you know, a guy who creates courses about how to create courses. Sure. Like I didn't want to. I didn't want to be that guy. There's just so much. And once you've been in the online education space for a while, there's so much just kind of like trash talk about meta creators, basically. Like they're like, sure. oh well, that guy. Did, you know, he has a podcast about how to do podcasts, or he has a course on how to do a course, or he has a coaching program about how to do coaching programs. I
0: I think there's like two sides to that coin, you know, like obviously we all hear it, but it's, but at the, at the end of the day, like you, you clearly see it as, as probably many other people do. There are a lot of people who get a ton of value yes from learning what these possibilities are. I mean, you know, I, I, I often like to think about all of my friends and family who are not in this online world with me, who. Like yeah. many of them have no idea what I do for for a living. All they know, all they know is that <laughs> yes. I'm on the the computer a lot. Um, but um, you know, th- a lot of them, like like my brother, is a farmer. He has a farm with wow, that's wonderful. With like 50 cows, they do milk, yogurt, cheese. Like it's, it's incredible. And he and this guy knows every like it's insane how much expertise he has in the organic farming world, right? and you know he's he's like dabbled on on youtube and stuff but like i i look at that i'm like there is such a larger business here than just selling the milk you know like yes <laughs> there you know there there is so much expertise there between teaching or selling tools or software to yeah. folks like you you know um but yeah like like there, there are so many people like that who who need to sort of like learn to connect these dots
1: online if if they exactly. want to go that route you know well and that's actually what got me over my own ego i guess and my own fear of being like a meta creator, essentially um was really just like talking to people who are really smart who were not teaching online and just like didn't make sense to me and i realized and i had this is i actually had to get in touch with the tragedy a bit of like the tragedy today the tragedy that i'm trying to prevent it, there's plenty of tragedies but the one that i'm focused on um is do that everything. <laughs> yeah i can do with <laughs> is that there are incredibly smart professionals right now who have spent decades behind closed doors honing their expertise helping transform people's lives one on one and tomorrow one of them is going to have a heart attack and die having never written down or shared anything that he taught behind closed doors and all that wisdom is lost and the rest of us are left left grasping in the dark trying to recreate the wheel yep. and that gets me upset and so when I, that's why that's also why when I kind of recommitted to helping people build online education businesses I really shed my focus of like helping you know like like I'm a digital marketer, but I never say that, you know. Like I really shed a lot of the digital marketing language and started just trying to rebrand and refocus everything I do around um, helping people turn sell their smarts to turn their wisdom into wealth. You know, really yep. just concepts that people could latch onto, even if they've never heard of ClickFunnels. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's something that uh, that then I got really fired up about it, and then I didn't really care anymore what people thought. I just went and did it, yep. <laughs> and, and that's been really great. I love your it.
0: transition. That, you, that was really well said. Um, I mean, you. you know, we'll start to wrap it up here, but I, I am curious about how. Okay, so like you've you've chosen this path, like that's that's your that's your mission. Like you're you're motivated by it. I could I could hear and see like you have this this yeah. drive behind what you do. How do you make it work logistically? Um, I mean, you know, for for example, for myself, oh, sure. I, a couple of years back, like I sold a course called called Productize, and I was and I had a bit of a community there and stuff, and I was doing a lot more content and newsletters. But I personally lost the energy to keep churning out content and video courses and stuff like that. I'm, I'm much more comfortable in like the quiet, deep work software kind of kind of stuff. Um, how do you manage your energy in this type of business, which requires, you know, a lot of talking to people, group coaching sessions, man, managing yeah. launches, you know, doing content on a
1: regular basis? How do you um, how, how do you make it all work? Well, first of all, I'm really glad you mentioned productize because I'm just having like a total flashback moment. It's hard to remember anything pre-2020. I don't know if you've had that experience. Oh, yeah, it's like this, like, totally. But you just it's kind of hate. reopened a memory yeah. for me, which is that you're the reason why I shifted from selling one-on-one coaching to a retainer model. Is that you had this product, and I think you had a blog or something around this whole idea of productizing your service, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so I'm just now connecting the dots in my head that that happened and that was you. So... <laughs> That was probably what planted the seed. For now, what I teach about stop selling time is probably planted by that your whole productize your service thing. So thank you. That's um, incredible. I mean, it, it really yeah. wasn't. It,
0: it was somewhat known, but it was not on the on a yeah. level of the uh, of the uh, you know the Pat Flynn's and the Michael Hyatts of the
1: world. Oh no, but but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah, it course. had an impact on me, and so thank you. And so that's also why I love all the education businesses is because um, so there's a guy Alex and Filippo who owns Podmatch, which is a like. You know it hosts it pairs like guests and hosts in the podcasting world um, oh, okay. and yeah, I, think I you know, like yeah. met him recently and then in our conversation he was like ten years ago you were at a blog post that changed my life it was like what yeah isn't that incredible? like literally this company exists because you changed how I think about entrepreneurship and wow yeah so yes those kind of things so thank you Brian um, but then I want to answer your question but I also just want to say thank you um, so I do a few things I mean the first thing I do is I, while I have the quote laptop lifestyle, you know, could, um, I work Monday through Friday, nine to five. <laughs> and so I have boundaries. I'm pretty boring know? that way too. Like everyone yeah. like
0: likes these like weird schedules. I'm like,
1: I don't know, I yes. kind of like Monday to Friday. That kind of just works yeah, for me. Monday good. through Friday, nine to five, sense of work. <laughs> um, i mean don't get me wrong when i'm like working on like a book project or something like that an early saturday morning when everybody is offline and, and is not bugging you is awesome yep uh, and so i do get some focus work in there sometimes but generally, national holidays body, are like my favorite because that's what i too. love working on national <laughs> holidays i get so much done um i'm so glad we connect on that the i also don't take meetings before noon so because i am a, still a writer and so i do have deep work that i need to do all the time sometimes it's responding to coaching clients sometimes it's we're working on a newsletter or some, you know, some sort of deep work project, I don't take meetings before noon, which means I have a good three hours, you know, a a half day of deep work every day. Mm -hmm. Um, And then most of my meetings then are batched in the afternoon. So I take like two or three meetings, you know, each day and not every day. Um, But uh, can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay, sorry. I got like alert that my mic was maybe disconnected. Um, No, it's all good. So, okay. Um, The... Let me kind of backtrack for a second. Lots of train of thought. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, so
0: you have like about two or three uh, calls a day, yeah. if that, and then you've got like some deep work in
1: the morning. And, yeah. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's that's yeah. And so honestly, right now, um, we live a mile. I have an office outside of the home. I also don't work from home. So like, I, I'm a laptop lifestyle. Oh, I work huge. Monday through Friday, nine to five. Never at home. Uh, partly because I have four children who I love <laughs> and hate telling them, "Daddy's working." Yep. Um, and so I. Made that choice a long time ago. There was a whole period, actually, about of a couple of years where we actually didn't have internet at home. That's we've graduated beyond that. Our kids are really into the internet, and so. <laughs> um, but uh, but but I bike to work. Actually, I bike 1.6 miles to my office. That's great. Um, and then I have I can focus here. And then when I'm home, I'm home. When I'm at work, I'm at work. I miss so, that
0: that separation. I used to have an office, and then we yeah. moved to this house, and now I'm here like all the
1: time. And now, I'm, and I, I I break out to Starbucks yeah. maybe three times a week. That's about it. I totally get that. No, yep. and it's not always possible. We just moved to. We were just in Puerto Rico for nine months, and we the house we bought had a home office, and there wasn't really a great office space nearby. And so I worked from home for a while, but I was reminded of like all the downsides of it, like yep. of just like not having clear even just like a commute. And and not like having, how about your how about yeah. your team? Like is so it's yeah. you
0: producing a lot of content? Like how, how are you doing it? Like
1: operationally. Totally. So I don't have any employees, but I do have several contractors that I work with. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently hired an OBM, so an online business manager. And so he's working for me right now 10 hours a week, and he helps kind of project manage. And so we meet, kind of set the big picture vision for whatever we're working on, and then he helps manage that with the other contractors. That's still new to me, but that's amazing in terms of how much it's taken me out of the weeds because I started to accumulate contractors. I have an illustrator. I hire an illustrator who normally does The New Yorker to do my newsletter every week and so I, dude I, yeah. I love
0: this model there, there are so many yeah. big, like threads that we can pull on and, and have yeah. like an entire podcast episode about but i've been doing we this for, for years oh, yeah. in, in all of my different businesses where yeah um you know yeah i have some some like full-time team members now who are just on all the time but uh yeah the idea of, of working with high caliber contractors for a day yeah. or two a week or or on like an as-needed basis is huge you know oh yeah and, and that's what it, like, like the economy, at least on the internet is, is working these days, right? Like it's like, whether it's marketing illustration, even developers or something like, like most of the best people, like you can't afford on a full-time salary because they're just too good too, too much of a track record, but they, and, and also a lot of them don't even want a full-time salary. Yeah. They want to be working with a couple of really good clients. So if you can just be one of those great clients for them, it, it's, yeah. well,
1: it's such a great model. Well, it's a, yes, and we could totally talk about that another time, but just to kind of one factoid on it I have to share is that, um, because I know just like you, that like in our like online world, it's like the norm is like having this kind of flexible team of contractors and specialists. What I didn't know until recently was that 50% of college graduates are going 1099 instead of W2 in the US, which means it's like half of college graduates are going into some sort of freelance business. And then, and so it's, we're not at the point where like half the workforce is a freelancer but when you think about graduates are setting the tone for the next couple decades of the industry, then I think that's only going to continue. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I have a couple other contractors I work with for different things. Um, I have one now certified coach. I don't have a certification program. I just started calling her that because after a year, she's been my co-host on, like, all of my coaching calls. And, like, she's helped me, like, do some... She does some one-on-one when people are really stuck. And I'm like, Annette, can you go help them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... And so I just recently started introducing her as like my certified coach, but, but like, I don't have a certification program. It's just, she's been with me through all my stuff. But it's interesting. And again, that's another thread that we can probably do a whole episode on, but like that transition
0: from, you know, because usually that's almost like the fundamental problem with a business like this is that it's too, too much of you. It's like your name and and everything. But that, that is how you transfer that like trust equity or, and, and and grow beyond just you as the name to an actual like company and brand and certified coaches and all that. Exactly. Exactly. Process.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a summary version.
0: Um, awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, we covered so much ground here. We are going to have to do, uh, a, probably a couple follow up episodes. Okay. At some point. Let's do it. Um, so yeah, johnmeese.com. I mean, is that the best place for folks to, uh, to connect with you?
1: That's plenty fine. You can go there, but I would say this new crash course that I put together is my best and newest content. So, um, you can get it there, but if you go to sell that'll take you straight there just to get that crash course. It's a hundred percent free. You already have heard me talk about it. It does introduce some of my other products and so just kind of give you a little bit of a tour of not only what I teach, like the core concepts and how to apply them, but also some different ways that you can get my help to achieve those things. Uh, we didn't even talk about group coach bootcamp. That's probably another episode.
0: But... Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll get all this stuff linked up in the show notes. Um, yeah. John, great to, uh, great to connect with you.
1: Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. All right. Keep up the good work.
0: So that wraps up today's episode of Clarity Cast. I hope you're able to get a few nuggets of clarity to help you grow your coaching business. You can watch the videos of these conversations on our YouTube channel, like and subscribe to us there. And I'd really appreciate if you'd give the Clarity Cast Podcast a five-star review in iTunes that really helps us reach more folks like you. Today's episode was brought to you by our product, ClarityFlow. Try it for free at ClarityFlow.com, or you can book a free demo and consultation call to see how you can grow your coaching business on ClarityFlow. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time.